I'm Victoria. And I'm Joe. And we're Catholic wedding professionals who love working with brides on this journey toward marriage. As married women ourselves, we totally remember all that goes into preparing for the wedding day. All the stresses and obstacles, and we are here to help you through it all. So that you can prepare for the wedding day and marriage with ease. Welcome, Welcome to, to the Catholic, Catholic Wedding, wedding Podcast. Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Catholic Wedding Podcast. This is Victoria and I am so excited to be chatting here today with my friend Brittany all about feeling alone while planning your wedding. So Brittany, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. Can you oh, thank you for having me. Yourself? Oh yeah, no. Okay. Uh, my name is Brittany. I'm 31. I just got married back, gosh, I think it's been nine months now, or, or it will be at the end of January, and you were my wedding photographer, and that's how we met, and um, yeah, no, right now I'm living in Michigan. Actually, right now my husband and I are planning to move to Montana, so we are currently eight days out from our move. And I was so going to ask when you're leaving, but yeah, well, eight, eight days. days. Next week, yeah. Yeah, so this has been actually a nice little break to kind of distract me a bit from thinking about all that's going into moving, you know, being mm -hmm. able to reflect on the wedding and what went into it. It's been a nice break from just the craziness of moving, but yeah, mm -hmm. so we're doing that. He got a job and um, I'm not really working much right now. I was doing some reception work. I didn't really like it. I've been fortunate enough to where I can kind of quit for the time being. So mm -hmm. I'm doing that and just sort of taking some time to refine myself and you know what I don't know what my calling is so mm -hmm. I, I don't know it's a bit about me <laughs> that's awesome yeah and as Brittany mentioned I met Brittany and then her husband Seth Seth um, via doing their wedding photography which it's kind of mm -hmm. wild it's like already by the time this episode airs it'll be just short of a year which is just like wow. incredible to think about <laughs> Yeah, um, it is. Can't believe it's been that long. <laughs> no, it, time flies. And I think just all the joys of being married and everything, it's just, it's flown by. It's been surreal too. I mm -hmm. still get caught up still saying fiance sometimes. And it's like, no, husband. <laughs> and I, now a little too old for that. <laughs> I still look at my husband sometimes and I'm like, oh my gosh, you are my husband. This is so crazy. Yes. <laughs> that's the best part. I think though, it's just it's like, oh, you are mine. I am yours. Oh, it's good moment to have when you, when you realize that when you're looking mm -hmm. at him or looking at the ring, sometimes I, uh -huh. I just get teared up and just, yeah. Or looking at the pictures, you know, we have all our wedding pictures around and it's just, it really just takes me back and it just really makes me so thankful that I met him and, and we're here where we are today. Yeah, that's awesome. So how has married life been for you? Uh, it's been a blessing. I mean, it really has. It's finding all the little things about Seth in like mm -hmm. our day-to-day -day lives that I didn't really know about and just being able to, you know, find a routine that meshes together and, you know, he, we have different work schedules. So for a little while it was, you know, we weren't really together and it was a little hard just not having that newlywed time together. And, mm -hmm. and now our schedules were able to change where we spend a lot more time together and we enjoy, you know, finding new hobbies and uh, just little quirks about each other or, you know, just 
and we have so much more in common now than it's just so fun. And now we're moving and it's going to be a new adventure for both of us. None of us have moved cross country like this. And so we're both a little nervous, but Mm -hmm. I think, you know, this is just part of God's plan. And that's where I put everything when I'm a little nervous nowadays is just in God's hands and just know that this is part of his plan and we'll be okay. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And I think it's kind of cool that you guys are moving together and like going somewhere that like neither of you guys have really like established roots at yet. Cause then you get to establish like your own family, your own roots there, which is I think really cool. So that's yeah. a good whether opportunity we're there for, for bonding. Long... <laughs> yeah. Whether we're there for a long time or not, we're unsure, but okay. as long as we have each other, that's all we really need. You know, family yeah. is important and there's some here, you know, we'll leave behind, but you know, we have each other and we're our own family now. And yeah, right. it's important to go off and then, you know, replant yourself where you need to. Right. Absolutely. That's awesome. Very cool. Well, thanks for sharing all that with us. Um, today, we are actually going to be talking all about feeling alone while planning your wedding. And I think this is an important topic. It's not talked about a ton. I feel like whenever you think mm-hmm. of planning your wedding, you think of joy, happiness, celebration, all good vibes, which isn't a bad mm-hmm. thing, of course, but this isn't really talked about that. Like it can actually get very lonely, especially depending on certain circumstances that you have. If anyone around you is planning a wedding, if you have comparison, if you're like all these different mm-hmm. little factors. And I actually think it was last week I posted on my Instagram stories a poll just to see like who who also can relate to this, who also feels alone yeah. while wedding planning. And the majority of people said that they have felt alone, at least at some point during the wedding planning process, which I thought was really interesting. And that's why I'm really happy to be talking to you about this, even though it is maybe a little bit of a harder topic to talk about, but it's just like one of those things that's yeah. just so important to discuss. So It's interesting that a lot of people felt alone in wedding planning because mm-hmm. it kind of you know, again, just feeling alone, you feel alone and feeling alone. Cause it's like right. you said, it's not talked about a lot. And, you know, you look up for wedding stuff and it's all you see on, you know, Instagram and Pinterest is, you know, all the fun stuff you do and yeah, all the good things. And it's just not always as cookie cutter as everybody as, as you know, as glamorous and everything is you know, the bridal industry and the wedding industry wants you to, because they have to sell you something ultimately. Mm -hmm. And so that's interesting to me that a lot of people felt alone. So I'm glad I can be here and talk about it. And, and I don't know, hopefully give some experience and maybe hopefully one person will feel better and a little less alone. That's what I'm hoping for. And that's what I've kind of prayed on and getting ready for this. Yeah, no, I really appreciate you like being willing to talk about this because with any like difficult topic, um, it, like allows us or, you know, kind of forces us to be a little bit vulnerable. So I appreciate you being on here and chatting with us a little bit about it. I'm sure, I'm certain it will help somebody for sure. Um, I'm glad. Good, good. Yeah. Um, okay. So can you share your story a little bit about feeling alone while you planned your own wedding? Yeah. Uh, well, I lost my mom back around when I was 20. And so, and I'm 31 now, so it's been um, a little bit of time. And then I lost my dad suddenly when I was 29, um, actually right before getting engaged. And so, I mean, there's a sense of loneliness there and that I don't have my parents. Um, Mm -hmm. And I mean, in in an emotional sense, and I mean, 
I mean, I almost hate to say it, but also in a financial sense, you know, mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, weddings nowadays are so expensive and, you know, all jazzed up to be this thing. And if you can't have it, then you get that comparison, right? To everybody else who has that and it, it mm-hmm. sucks and, and yeah. And, and, it, and I, I mean, it also sucks in just losing my parents right. in, in this hard time too. And having, you know, you think you're kind of in a certain part of your grieving and then the wedding comes up and it just kind of restarts a grieving process. You didn't know you were on and you kind of thought you were over some emotions and things come back. It's hard. And so there's that sense of feeling alone and that I, I don't have my parents. Um, and then in going through my wedding planning, um, I had a great friend of mine who I wanted to be a maid of honor, another great friend who I wanted to be a bridesmaid. And unfortunately, um, <laughs> respectfully, I you know asked them to not be at my wedding anymore. And so it was, I guess, a sense of loneliness and that I didn't really have a wedding party, either a bridal party to share with me the, this joyous time, this great time, this love that I have. And so it just kind of left me feeling, like you said, alone and where do I go and who do I turn to? And um, so that's kind of the chaotic starting of my wedding planning and what went into it a little bit. Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm feeling alone. And I can definitely, I can imagine personally how difficult that would be to not have your parents there. One thing I did want to say is I really love the way you honored them on your wedding day and you had um, a couple of pictures Mm -hmm. of them and wrapped it around your bouquet, which I think was so beautiful. And you also had like a memory table um, with pictures of all like your loved ones, which I think was really beautiful. But I can definitely imagine that would be very difficult, especially because you know, there's a lot of things revolved around your parents on your wedding day that you see on Instagram and those kinds of things. And I can imagine that being difficult in addition to not having, um, a lot of like, like your friends, the people that were supposed to be in your wedding party, a lot of things revolved around weddings as like group activities and stuff like that. Or at least that's what you see, you know, like the bridal shower and the, um, like bachelorette party and stuff like that. And, that is really difficult to not have people who are like cheering you on through those things, which it stings, you know, you you scroll through Instagram and or Pinterest to get ideas for the wedding and, Mm -hmm. you know, things like, you know, your dad walking you down the aisle and your first Mm -hmm. dance and um, your mom seeing your dress, you know, on you for the first time or Mm -hmm. those first look photos Mm -hmm. with, all that you do with your with other people's dads they make me tear up and I can't help it but mm-hmm. it, it's a bit of you know just bittersweetness I'm so glad that you know people can have that moment you know it, it wouldn't be without parents that we wouldn't be able to have that moment but at the same right. time I'll never have that moment and it just it sucks it, mm-hmm. it, there's really no other way to put it it just it sucks mm-hmm. and and then speaking to, you know, the friend part too, you know, it's, it was hard at the time. I think when you're in the midst of wedding planning, because yeah, you want, you know, again, you're looking on Pinterest, you're looking on Instagram and you're seeing, you know, getting ideas for photos and what you want to do for a, you know, maybe a bachelorette party or a bridal party. And, and then it's kind of, well, I'm not going to be able to do that. You know, I, I, you know, so it's just kind of quickly, you know, 
don't have to worry about those photos and 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 then it just it just I think the biggest thing that it comes back to is comparison and comparison is a thief of joy and I think it's very hard to let go of comparing but if you can let go of comparing your wedding your day to other people's you're going to have a better time mm-hmm. without a doubt it's so hard though <laughs> and it, 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 it it's a practice um that you kind of have to do almost in moments, like moments at a time. But I really feel that if it's something that can be done and really should be done if you're feeling alone is maybe to limit your social media for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's always a good idea to get ideas from Pinterest and, you know, what you like or, you know, colors that work well together. But I think after a certain point, you just keep going back just to see and what can I do better and what more can I do? And, there has to be a stopping point and just knowing that you're doing the best what you want and and people can get really caught up in very little things I've seen when looking and planning for my own wedding Mm -hmm. you know I'd go on to um I'd go on reddit and see you know oh which napkins should I use and you as a person looking at them you just see two teal napkins but to this bride stressing she sees you know the seam the fabric it's made out of what the napkin ring is going to look like in it and it's just all the different shades of blue <laughs> blues yeah it's just yeah and so it's yeah when you're in the midst of things it's really hard to get a perspective outside of your wedding day but I, having gone through my wedding day and being on the other side of it, I can look back and just so much of it just isn't important, but mm-hmm. so much is important. And, um, you know, for me, honoring my parents was so important to me. And I think if you've lost a parent, I think that's just a really great way. And there's so many different ways that you can really make it authentic to yourself and to your parents or whomever you might want to remember at a wedding, a sibling, a great, a grandparent, parent, you know, you can make it authentic to yourself, you know, and, mm-hmm. and planning parts of the wedding. There were some things that didn't feel authentic to me, I guess, or to my mom, like, for example, her dress. <laughs> my mom's dress was not preserved. It was not in good shape it was still kept though but it was really tattered and it was kind of mentioned like well you know you could take a small piece of it and maybe flip a pig or sew it onto your dress but it didn't feel right to me and so there's things you're going to pass on and in the moment it might feel like you're not doing enough but just the fact that you are remembering your parent and keeping that light going it it that that is enough because Ultimately, when you lose a parent, there will never be enough that you do. You could do everything right or buy your parents' book. And it, 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 it would just never be enough to bring them back. So I think it's important to, you know, not only honor them and respect them, but do it in a way that's authentic to you, whatever that means, you know. And there's so many different ways and so many different things I've thought of and thought of just in the podcast I could share some ideas if yeah. you'd like yeah um yeah absolutely. you know it and again it's all about just making it you know 
first of all, what's authentic to you, and then also you have to remember what people have, you know. So for me, um, I had a lot of pictures of my parents, and I was very fortunate to have those. And so it was incorporating a table that kind of not only honored them, but introduced them to the other side of my family and introduced Seth's dad to me and my family because they're part of him, part of me. And so it was so important to not only have pictures, but just memories, things that they liked. Um, I had pictures around my bouquet of my parents and, um, to me, it was just like them walking me down the aisle. Mm-hmm. I was so fortunate enough to have my grandma be there to actually walk me down the aisle, which is, you got some of the best pictures of that. It was so <laughs> you got the best pictures of everything. I could say that after everything, but, um, you know, having them, having their pictures on the bouquet, it was, it felt like they were, it was just authentic to me. Um, you know, maybe your parents have a favorite song. Maybe you could dance to that, you know, if mom had a favorite song and, you know, you and dad could maybe one day dance to that. Or if even if it's not your daddy-daughter song, you know, just having that or, um, you know, did your mom or dad have a favorite flower and incorporating that into your wedding or, or a color or setting aside a seat in a pew or a physical chair for them with a picture reserved for you know, or even, um, like a seat, you know, at the reception or even just a place setting that you put on the, on our table. Um, gosh, you know, you could, you know, do part with the dress. If you're fortunate enough to have the dress, you know, mm-hmm. put a piece of it into your own dress or take a piece and cut it as like a, what, like a little, like a oh gosh, I, kind of thing. yes. Thank you for the, couldn't think of the word. You're good. Um, yeah. Or, it just, you have to make it off, ultimately you have to make it authentic to you and with what you're fortunate to still have of your parents, I think. Mm-hmm. No, I love all those ideas. The one I've heard um, that you mentioned was if her like, let's say your mother has passed away, like, and her favorite flower was like, I don't know, lilies or something, including that in your bouquet or in your somehow maybe on the altar or something like that I like that and also I like what you said about you know choosing a song uh, that they really like at their reception another thing you could do is like if you know you can choose whatever their first dance song was and play that oh that's a great idea I think that'd be really beautiful a beautiful way to honor your parents yeah that could be a great song for you and your husband to dance to or for you and dad to dance to or heck you know you and mom could dance I think kind of breaking those little traditions of what should be done are really fun way to make your wedding your own. And, you know, for me, it was having my grandma walk me down the aisle. And I definitely think it's important and it's important to make the wedding for you because at the end of the day, it's what it's for. It's for you and your husband, you know, it's right. Other people are important to please too, I think, and keep entertained and everything at the wedding, but it's your day, your sacrament, you know, it, it's for you. Mm-hmm. Honor yeah. that. Yeah, absolutely. And everyone's going to have an opinion, but like you really have to go back to like what is most important on the day. And then, yeah, what you and your home, almost husband really want out of the day too. So I, I totally agree with all of that. Um, what are some, you kind of maybe touched on a few of these already, but 
what are some things that really helped you to not feel so alone or get through the time of like really feeling lonely? It's a hard one because, you know, I really did rely a lot on just, you know, praying a bit (laughs) to God and just giving up my worries to God. And just honestly, when I was anxious about the wedding, saying Hail Mary, there's something about it that just brought me so much peace. And even now when I'm anxious, saying Hail Mary is just so peaceful to me and just gives me a moment to reset my mind and reset my breath and just get on with my day and get through what I'm needing to get through. It's it's made me more spiritual, just having this, getting through this. Right. And so, and r- rather than maybe turning to, if you're feeling like stress or you want to just kind of like detach yourself, like going to like Instagram or social media, I think definitely saying a prayer is like really, really beautiful thing that you can do. Yeah. And also leaning on people that, I didn't originally think we're going to be there. I think if Mm -hmm. you reach out to people and say, you know, I'm having a wedding and I need some help, you'd be surprised who really comes out of the woodworks and can help you. I've had coworkers who were there for me. You know, one coworker did my hair. One of my bosses put together a photo booth for me, you know, and then one of my friends from church, you know, she should have been in my wedding, but she, you know, put together a bridal shower for me and Mm -hmm. it, it, I was so blessed to have those, but I, you know, I think if you're feeling alone and you're thinking you're alone, a lot of the times, and, and I don't mean to say this in a disrespectful way, but I think you're wrong. And I think it's ultimately the thoughts that you're having or the feeling that you're having. And sorry if it sounds silly, but it's ultimately the devil just speaking to you, whispering in your ear, wanting you to be doubtful, doubtful of this sacrament coming up, this, you know, doubtful of your future spouse. Mm-hmm. It, and it ultimately the devil just wants to throw you off course. And just, I, I don't really know where I was going with that. I apologize, Victoria. But no, you're good. ultimately... <laughs> You know, sometimes when you're feeling alone and you're in the midst of it, it's it's so different than when you're out on the other side and you realize, you know, I wasn't really alone and I can look back and, you know, I did have my sister and my now sister-in-law who stood up with me in the wedding. Mm-hmm. You know, I did have a friend who stepped up and threw me this beautiful shower mm-hmm. and, you know, friends that showed up and got me gifts and, and but but ultimately at the end of the day it's just you know Seth and I we're married now and I could have done without all those things but in the moment they feel important and they are man I don't know where I'm going with this I feel like I'm kind of going in a circle what was the question <laughs> no she's not doing the podcast before so. <laughs> no you're good it was just about things that have helped you not feel so alone just yeah really really praying and just knowing that there are people there and knowing that sometimes when you're having those thoughts or those doubts that it really is just the devil just whispering in your ear a little bit just trying to make you doubtful or you know anxious and and I think when you let go of social media too and you can let go of the comparison you're 
ultimately going to know what you want for your wedding and you'll feel more confident in that knowing that you're going into things doing what you want to do right and I I think also to just not keep you so alone is also to you know really this is your time you know your wedding your your fiance you're engaged it maybe you have a long engagement maybe you have a short engagement but make it the best time that you can because hypothetically you know this is the one time you're going to be engaged and it should be the best time and you know those doubts those anxieties it's it's when you get through to the other side of it you'll see for what it really was and it really is just you know doubt and and it's just in the devil and if you can really focus and you know if if you're of the faith you know that you have God and Jesus is always walking with you and it's something that I've grown more strong in over the honestly over the past couple months that Mm -hmm. no matter what he's always there and even if you feel like you're alone if you have the faith you know you always have that and turn to you know prayer and you know Sometimes when I miss my mom the most, I pray to just, you know, our mother, because it's the best mother. And if you ever feel like you don't know what to do to honor your mom at the wedding, if, you know, that's who you've unfortunately lost, you know, you turn to our mother. You know, I don't know what flower my mom likes. I know our mother loves roses. Mm -hmm. You know, I know what colors our mother loves. And Mm -hmm. just, you'll, you'll look back and you'll know that you did things through God and through the church and you'll be happy I think mm-hmm. but it's normal to feel and now I'm realizing a lot more people do feel alone during the wedding process I think that's yeah it's, it's a little comforting to know that some people are going through it with you I think even though you don't want other people to feel that way it is comforting to know right totally and I think that's that's kind of how the devil gets you sometimes it's like by making you feel like isolated, like you're the only one going through this. Look on Instagram, everybody else is so happy and enjoying their engagement and going out yes. and celebrating and partying and like all that kind of stuff. And it's just like, I'm the only one who doesn't get to do that or something like that. I, I fell into that a little bit with, because um, no one like was around me, like where, so I got married in Ohio, in Cincinnati. And, um, you know, my family was all in New Jersey. His family was all in Colorado. Um, all of my, none of my bridal party lived in Ohio, in Ohio area. Um, oh, wow. so, you know, with like, like a bachelorette party and stuff like that, like I never got one of those firstly, because like nobody was near me. And secondly, like everyone was scattered anyways, like everyone was all over the place. So it would have been really hard to coordinate. But I remember yeah. feeling like a little disappointed in that. Um, and it's like looking back now, it's like that really doesn't matter. But in the moment, it felt like pretty sad and everything and like isolating. And one of the things that I tell like pretty much like everyone that I can <laughs> um, is, you know, the devil really hates marriage. He's going to do anything he can to get you to yes. like back out or to fall like into sin during engagement or whatever it may be and if he can't he is going to get you to like focus on all of the things that don't really matter <laughs> basically yeah, like I, all of the stresses that come along with like planning any big event <laughs> but yeah I definitely felt that during the wedding and I mean I think you were kind of there along the ride with me especially towards the end of just like I can't do this this is so much stress 
-hmm. you know, there's so much to do, you know, let's just postpone it. Let's put it off, you know, and it, it wouldn't have worked. There were so many reasons. I mean, of course we were in love and we just wanted to be married, but there are so many reasons why we chose what we chose. And it's, yeah, the devil is definitely there to ruin the sacrament of marriage if he can and just, you know, bring you to occasion of sin. But if, yeah, I would just, and, and something I don't do enough, but I would definitely recommend doing more is saying the rosary. Mm-hmm. I think I'm kind of, <laughs> I'm a little bit of my dad in this sense where I'm more of do as I say, not as I do, but you're, say the rosary more and I think you'll just feel a sense of peace I feel so much peace when I say a Hail Mary and it only makes sense that to say an, a rosary would I think I'm more speaking to myself now <laughs> but to say a rosary you know to you know really get yourself involved in God whether it's you know saying a rosary or if you have a favorite saint you know Praying to them, you know, find a saint during your engagement that you and your husband both like and pray to them, you know, journal, write to them often. That can be something that you reflect back on. And when you're through the the wedding and you can reflect back on it with, you know, clear eyes and a clear mind, you'll see and you'll be thankful that you have those things and that you did that. Because, you know, I didn't have a bachelorette party either. I had like a, you know, bridal party in the basement. And, you know, we did some fun bridal games, but we never went out to like Vegas and had a weekend, the last weekend, you know. Right. <laughs> I That's not really what I wanted stuff. either, but. <laughs> no, no, but I just use that as like a, I don't know. Yeah. Very typical, right. I think it's one. But yeah, you travel and you it's your last hurrah. And <laughs> I think a lot right. of that is just sold to you by like wedding stuff and you'll mm-hmm. get consumed by it really easily. I think it's very important when you're planning a wedding to just remember why you're doing it, you know, because mm-hmm. the wedding's only one day and that kind of sucks to hear. I think when you're planning the wedding, cause you're spending so much time, you know, to plan it all only for right. it to be one day, but ultimately the wedding is one day and you'll be married for the rest of your life. And that's what you should be focused on is marriage. And if you can make that the best that you can be, everything with a wedding will fall into place. It it really will. Yeah, I absolutely agree with all of that. And one thing that I do want to say that you kind of mentioned before about how like comparison is the thief of joy. Um, I definitely agree with that. And that is for anything in life in general. Mm -hmm. But, um, it's a thief thief of joy and it's also the thief thief of peace, which is like everything is like revolved around peace, right? I mean, trying yes. to like keep your peace just in life in general. I mean, mm-hmm. there's so many like ways that the devil tries to attack you and it's all by like attacking your peace by like giving you anxiety or uh, making you feel isolated or whatever it may be. And if you can hold on to that by a lot of the examples you gave, especially praying the rosary, I find that even just holding rosary beads, like I just feel peace from that. And I don't know yes. if it was a saint or one of the priests, but like they said, like holding your rosary is like essentially like holding our lady's hand. And it's like, wow, that's super like cool that. to think that. <laughs> so literally just holding it can like give you pe- so much peace. At least it does for me. So that's just yeah. like another, another thing to like remember. 
And um, my husband, actually, after we got married, he got me a medal um, that I wear around my neck all the time that is um, Our Lady Queen of Peace. So that's like... Is that the same medal that you make necklaces out of? Um, um, no, it's okay. Um, so I usually do miraculous medals for the necklaces okay. that I make, but or Our Lady of Guadalupe. But um, yeah, no, he got me that... Um, I think for Christmas, like the first Christmas that we were married and I wear it all the time. And so that's just like another, um, you know, way to like, remember that our lady is like the queen of peace and our Lord is the prince of peace. So just like ask them for help throughout this entire process. I think that is something that's like easier said than done. Like Brittany said, especially like, I know for me, whenever I'm like stressed and overwhelmed, I'm quick to ask others for, for prayers. Like I'm, I'm fine with totally like messaging people like, Hey, can you pray for me? That kind of stuff. But I need to remember, I need to pray too. (laughs) It's not just like, yeah, it's not just asking others (laughs) for prayers. Like you need to also put in the work too. So Um, I'm guilty of the same thing. So yeah, (laughs) I relate to that. Yeah. The group that we're both in, I'm yes. I will turn to you guys all in, in a moment of, you know, anxiety, but Yes, I very quickly will be typing that out before I've even prayed myself. And Mm -hmm. I've been trying to catch myself and be a little bit better about that. But no, you brought that up and I'm guilty. (laughs) No, I mean, I totally am. And I'm sure we're not the only ones either that do that. And it's just one of those things that like, it's really important to remember. Like, I know for me, like I can definitely get so caught up and get so stressed, but like not even take the moment to just like, hold my rosary beads or say a Hail Mary or something like that, that you mentioned. So um, I think it's just super important to remember. Um, okay. So I have a couple of questions. So when I asked that poll on Instagram of people, like, have you felt lonely during um, like the planning of your wedding and stuff like mm-hmm. that? And have a bunch of people res- like, respond and say, yes. I have a couple of people that wanted me to ask you questions because I said I was going to do a podcast about this. Um, one of yeah. my followers asked, and you kind of have already touched on this, but if you have anything else to add, one of my followers um, asked for advice on how to plan a wedding without your mother as her mother has actually passed away. So do you have any like words or tips you would give to her? Um, yeah. First I'd say that sucks because it just is sucky and I'm sorry um, it's nothing you do is going to be enough there will it'll never be enough to bring your mom back of course you know that <laughs> I don't need to belittle you and what you're dealing with mm-hmm. you can honor her in so many ways that it's opens up a opportunity to heal and that was one of the best things I think that I could have done not only for myself but for the wedding as well mm-hmm. to honor my mom it, it got a chance for Seth to meet my mom through photos and stories as we were going through and my grandma even telling stories you know and it's, and I just, I hope you're fortunate enough to have those photos and to have somebody that can relay those memories, you know, to you. And I hope 
you have a dress that was your mom's that maybe if you can't wear, you could incorporate somehow. Mm-hmm. It's hard. It, it really is. And I would probably honestly recommend just even just don't even go on Pinterest. You know, don't you don't have to look on Instagram at the wedding stuff like because that just hurts. Mm-hmm. It really does. You know, when you see like um, I I saw somebody on, that I follow on Instagram, they were going through their wedding and, you know, they got the dress in and they got to show that to their mom and just have that first look. And it's mm-hmm. like, you'll never have that. It just really is hard, you know, so try to avoid them, but don't try to avoid instances of being able to heal. I think there's a difference between trying to protect yourself from seeing stuff that's going to hurt and protecting yourself from stuff that gives you a chance to heal. And I think if you can get together with your family, if you have siblings or maybe a grandparent or, you know, an aunt or uncle to go through some photos to make a collage, introduce your mom to your groom, to your groom's family. And, you know, whether it's leaving a spot at the wedding for where she would sit and putting the best photo and her favorite flowers there or having her walk you down the aisle with a photo around your bouquet or, you know, incorporating a piece of her dress or her veil or mm-hmm. you, you will find ways as you plan to honor her authentically, whatever that means to you and with whatever, things that you have available and I mm-hmm. I really hope that you have a lot to choose from because it makes it more fun um, but do try to stay away from things that can be upsetting mm-hmm. just it, you and you already and as someone who's gone through it you know and then everybody is at different stages of grief with it everyone kind of knows what's going to make them upset to mm-hmm. see and for me I know that it was daddy daughter dances and things like that and so I just naturally didn't look up that kind of stuff when I saw it on Insta or Pinterest you know mm-hmm. I would this doesn't interest me and mm-hmm. I just try to really narrow down my searches and once I was done getting ideas I really stopped looking on social media for a while and mm-hmm. it's a little hard but you will find ways to honor your mom and they're going to be beautiful and it's for you and you know you might have somebody who comes up to you after the wedding and says you know that was the way you honored your mom is beautiful and that's important too but ultimately knowing that you did it for her and and I would also recommend doing something for our our lady for our mother mm-hmm. too just she is all of our mothers and I think that they're and we just heard a sermon last week about just how, you know, when you go to ask Our Lady something, she already knows. She, like, it's already been asked. Mm-hmm. And you just, and I think if you ask her, you know, to, you know, and pray for your mom over her. And you'll, you'll get to the other side of it. Mm-hmm. And in losing your mom, you know, this is just one part of your life that's, hard you know like you there there will always be these obstacles and these hard moments in life and it's just how you handle them and how you choose to honor your mom Mm -hmm. that really matter and there's so many different ways 
No, that's awesome. And I love all the different ways that you shared already. I think that there's so many beautiful ways and I'm sure you can also research um, like different blogs and stuff like that to find some different ways as well. But I think even like you said, like you don't necessarily have to do every single one, but just picking a couple that like are really meaningful to you. I think that is really beautiful and that's like a really lovely way to like respect and honor her. And I love that you mentioned also about honoring Our Lady because I think that is is such a beautiful, such a beautiful thing to do on your wedding day. Um, yeah, it was a nice peaceful moment. I remember on my wedding day, um, so I didn't mean to like just jump in, but just you're good. being able to offer flowers and pray before her, it was, it's one of the moments that I remember most because it was just so peaceful mm-hmm. and it was um. nobody is kidding when they say the day goes by so quickly and to find these moments where you can be alone with, you know, your groom is so important, but to find a moment to be alone with our lady, how special is that? And Mm -hmm. to pray and to talk to her on this day of all days, I was in my gorgeous wedding dress, my veil, offering her some roses and just praying before her and just, Oh, it's gonna make me tear up just thinking about how it, it you can really make it so special. Like mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, and I think it provides like a sense of just like peace. Like you mentioned before, like you slow down. There's so much like go, go, go when it comes to wedding days in general. There's always like a lot going on. So just slowing down for just like even a minute is just like almost essential. Just for your own sanity, but also just like to like remember like really what's happening in this moment and like yeah, and I would say more like three five minutes. Right. You know, yeah. Give yourself a true moment to really right. just catch yourself. You know, look around. I I don't know if it was you or somebody else had said that. You know, when you're especially when you're at the reception, take a moment to look around and just see everybody who's here for you. Mm-hmm. and you know we had a small wedding we had 30 people I think and it was you know just at the end just hey friends come on to our wedding you know we just need to fill some seats but ultimately they came there for us and mm-hmm. it'll be maybe the last time that these group of people everybody is in the room same room together mm-hmm. I, and there's just something so beautiful about that and also they're here for you and if you're feeling alone, just remember with every invite that you get back, with every person who's coming to your wedding, they're they're there for you. And they want to see you get married under this beautiful sacrament. They want the best for you and mm-hmm. know that they are also praying for you, especially when you start inviting people of the faith, you know, more than just family. But your family is there for you. Your friends are at, you know, the church, the reception for you. Right. It's. Yeah, it, it, nobody will replace your mom. But when one more thing that I could say to anybody who's lost their mom, I really pray that, and I really hope that you have a mother-in-law that is just the best. <laughs> and I, I don't know. I had to take a moment and just, I just think of my mother-in-law. She is, she has just stepped up and just been such an amazing person. And I really hope that you have somebody she's like a second mom to me and That's it's awesome. nobody can ever replace my mom but to have to be able to be blessed enough to say like I've lived a life where I've had two moms it's I'm very fortunate in that sense so I really hope that you have that in, in this joining of marriage because 
lot of times you hear these just horror stories about mother-in-laws and I kind of don't like them. <laughs> Maybe I'm just a bit biased, but I really hope that everybody listening has a mother-in-law or sister-in-law, somebody who, you know, really steps up and really, you know, shows you what a mother and what a sister can be. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Totally agree. Um, and then I did have another follower who asked a question for you um, and wanted mm-hmm. to know if you had any advice on ways to include your fiance during wedding planning to help you like not feel so alone and like feel like it's all on you. Cause I know that's like another kind of facet to this is like, maybe, maybe you do have your, mm-hmm. you know, like have a good support system of friends and stuff like that. But um, like sometimes you can feel like it's all on you because you're the one who's doing like all of the wedding planning. So do you have any yes. advice for that follower who's interested in? Yeah, I would say it's about communication. Ultimately, I think you need to, and there's so much that goes into a wedding. I think you ultimately should sit down with your partner, your future husband, mm-hmm. and you need to say to them, listen, we are planning a party. There's so much that's going into this. Mm-hmm. What do you care about? And I think very quickly, you know, you can imagine or, or a lot of people say, I don't really care. I just, you know, want you to be happy mm-hmm. and whatever you want to do, like I'm behind you a hundred percent. And that's kind of the answer Seth had, but it, you need to word it, you know, no, I need an answer. You know, what do you care about for this day? This is mm-hmm. when it's just the bride's day. This is also the groom's day too. This is your family coming. This is, you know, your friends coming as well. What's important to you? And you'll start to realize when there's so much to plan in a wedding, I think he'll find his niche and what's important to him. Mm-hmm. And, and the, for example, for my husband, it was food. You know, he really wanted to make sure that the food was good. It was and so, so good. <laughs> <laughs> so like the best I, wedding food that I've had to date. So <laughs> I definitely recommend looking at restaurants and seeing what they can do for you to cater a wedding over just getting a haul. Mm-hmm. That could be a whole different thing, like just wedding tips. That could yeah. be a whole other podcast. But mm-hmm. um <laughs> But no, I just think, you know, they'll find their niche, they'll find what's important to them. And if they don't, then it's a matter of explaining to them, well, I'm going to come to you with questions of opinion and I don't care is not an answer. I need you to take an opinion on things. And, you know, this is going to be somebody who you're spending the rest of your life with. I really hope that they can, you know, see that, you know, this is, you know, you are doing what makes me happy and, you know, this is what I want, but also it's got to be what you want too, babe. And, you know, help me out here and we're going to be a team. This is like your first chance to work together as a team and, and plan this all out. And, you know, and sometimes I think two guys are just a little overwhelmed, Mm -hmm. you know, whether they say it or not, they're overwhelmed too by the wedding process, just like you are. And again, they're just there. They want you to be happy because it's, stereotypically a bride's day Mm -hmm. and so you know and and they don't really know you know when what color blue do you like uh I like blue (laughs) you know you you know so it's sometimes you know if, if, if it's important to you you know make the decision but if it's not you know give options I would say too is another good thing is you know don't just what do you like or what do you want to do 
you know, do you want to do A, B, or C, or I've come up with these, what do you think of this? You know, it's right. always kind of, I don't mean to disrespect men at all, but it's almost like you almost, like, asking, asking a child, you know, you never give a child, like, a full option, like, full range of options, you know, but that sounded really rude, actually. I take that back. <laughs> no, I don't ever want to disrespect men. And to say that they're like children, no, I don't like that I said that. So I take that back. But <laughs> but I think it's, you know, finding what's important to you, finding what's important to him, and letting each other make those decisions. But if you guys are ultimately can't make a decision, you know, flip a coin and just call it a day or, you know, let him be himself too, you know. Um, but I think ultimately if you just kind of, you know, approach it with a conversation that this needs to get done, this is important to me, but it should be important to you too. You know, you've got family and friends and stakes in this, and this is your money hypothetically too, you know, or if your family's money, you know, let's, you know, make this the best that we can and he'll come around. I think men... I think it's just they don't typically think about planning a wedding like this and all the small details, you know. And so, or if anything, I know for me, I was more of, I wanted to be in control of a lot of things. And I just physically couldn't do all those things. And so it's it was kind of more just what tasks did I feel comfortable giving up to other people as well as just someone who's, I don't know, has control issues, I guess. But that's more personal, I guess. <laughs> but... I think I think if you just open it with a conversation and and it'll it'll go well. This is your fiance. They want you to be happy. You want them to be happy and you should be able to have these conversations. It would concern me a lot if you guys are can't have that conversation. You can't say, you know, I'm going to need help. I'm going to need an opinion that's more than I don't know or I don't care. Right. Yeah, because if you can't have these conversations about, you know, planning a wedding and colors and flowers and cake, you know, I'm concerned for bigger conversations that need to be had over the course of your engagement. But I think, I think I'm definitely – oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, but I don't think I'm actually worried about this, you know, person who's asking. I'm, I think it's going to go fine. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, no. I know for my wedding, um, like I got to a point where I just had like a decision overload because like people were just like naturally mm -hmm. coming to me with questions and like, oh, how do you like, you know, even like the groomsmen, like, oh, like, do you like this tie or this tie or whatever, you know, like, yes, just, like or this things. pocket square or, right. you know, like, <laughs> just like all yeah. of the little things are like just the little coordinating. And like I said, like all of our family was like out of state. So just like some of that coordinating and yeah I'm gonna decorate and like those kinds of things and just like there was a point where I just felt so overwhelmed with all of the decisions and like I felt like it was all on me even though like my husband was like totally like willing to help and everything but I felt like everyone was coming to me not like kind of more naturally like as the bride because I figured that I cared more about that kind of stuff and um yeah. I remember just like being open and honest with my like now husband Steven and just saying like I'm so overwhelmed like I cannot make another decision if someone asked, like asked me another question I'm gonna like freak out <laughs> and um he was just like okay tell everyone to just message me and I will handle any of the decisions if there's anything like huge then I'll of course I'll talk to you about it but like I'll be the go 
in between man, the middle man, I guess. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. I appreciate that so much. Just like not being the one to answer every single question. Cause that I think is a very real thing. Just like so many decisions and like yeah. so many like little things that like, honestly, some of the things like, I was like, I genuinely don't care. Just like pick whatever, you know? And I'm like, I can't, I can't answer another question. <laughs> so. Yeah, no, I, I totally feel that in the decision overload. And I think that's where if you tackle this conversation at the beginning of wedding planning, mm-hmm. you'll be able to say, you know what? fiance is doing food. So the caterer is going to call him and, you know, I'm going to take care of flowers. So the florist will call me and you can kind of divvy that up early instead of, you know, in hindsight, of course, it's 2020, but instead of getting, you know, overwhelmed and everyone's just coming to you naturally, cut it off before it starts and you decide what you guys want to do. What, And I think it also just depends too on what matters to you most. Make a list like one through 10 of anything that could be in a wedding. And your top two things are going to be the things that you really care about and are going to focus on the most. Right. Let the other things kind of fall to the wayside, but keep that list for when things get stressful. And just remember, you know, for me, it was my dress and photographs. Those are so important to me. And, and I kept, um, you know, kept with the dress, you know, kept with photography and what I wanted and, you know, stuck with the plan. And after that, you know, things like table settings fell into place (laughs) the day by the time the day happened. So it it definitely helps to have the conversation early, Mm -hmm. but if you're, you know, in the process of wedding planning and you're getting overwhelmed, you know, stop and have a conversation, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and, right. you know, sometimes even if it's just, you can walk away from wedding planning. That's the thing that I kind of didn't realize when I was wedding planning was I was wedding planning in all my free time. It, it, I was browsing Pinterest or looking on Instagram or, or, you know, doing something, crafting something up. I did a lot of DIYs and, mm-hmm. you know, you're allowed to just not wedding plan for some time mm-hmm. and it'll be okay. Yeah. <laughs> it really will to take like two, three, like a weekend off, you'll be okay, you know, and, and, but yeah, no, I just think that it's, it's, it's a conversation that needs to be had. And yeah, I I saw the question and that's kind of how I wanted to answer it, but I would just be concerned if it's not a conversation that you can have now in, in planning this. And if it, if this isn't a team thing that you guys can do together, just know that marriage is a team and it's going to be a compromise and sacrifice all the rest of your days. So, you know, take this as like a test of how things can go, Mm -hmm. but yeah, start with a conversation and kind of feel out how he's feeling. If he's just overwhelmed with it all too, or, you know, if he really doesn't care, I guess, or doesn't have an opinion on what he does, you know, even better, just assign him some tasks for him to take care of and, You know, just check in with him. But I think ultimately when you start to have the conversation, he'll realize that he likes something, Mm -hmm. whether it's the food, some music, a game that you play there, something. He'll take interest in something. It's his day too. Absolutely. 
Definitely agree. Okay, so as we start to kind of wrap up, as you look back now, so like obviously you've been married for about nine months at this point. Um, are there any skills that you like learned during that time of like loneliness that have helped now during marriage? You kind of have touched on this already, but uh, like for instance, like relying on God more, like those kinds of things. Oh, yeah. Um, definitely relying on God and just knowing that he has a plan has been something that I've turned to more mm-hmm. and in the more recent months, mm-hmm. you know, I just, you can't worry when you know God has a plan for you mm-hmm. and that should give you some peace. And if it doesn't, I think, you, you know, praying or journaling on it would be a great way to reflect on what you're really thinking and what you're really feeling And with some time and with that journal, you know, you can go back and, you know, reflect on what was really your thoughts and what was just the devil just kind of whispering and, you know, trying to make things a mess, Mm -hmm. you know. And so I would definitely say that um, other skills, I think I've learned just how to set boundaries, you know, and losing some of my friends that were going to be in the wedding, you know, unfortunately I've lost them as friends and well, I guess I just, I can't really say unfortunately because I have set boundaries with myself Mm -hmm. and I'm respecting them and it's them that, that are being disrespectful towards me Mm -hmm. um, by setting these boundaries and them not respecting it. And so, you know, it's just an ultimate form of self-respect to, you know, enforce that. And so I've been able to do that more, which I think everybody could do, you know, not to just blanket everybody, but, you know, a lot of people I think could, you know, learn from setting a boundary and ultimately respecting it for themselves. And um, I've learned what really matters and what doesn't, I think, especially when it comes to like a wedding or something like this, you know, there's going to be a lot of decisions, that decision overload that you have to make, you know, just to make the day slow, you know, you're going to have to have napkins, you know, people are going to wipe their hands, you know, you're going to have to have, you know, I was going to say music, but actually we didn't even have music at our wedding. We just kind of forgot about that. (laughs) I think it was great. Everyone had a good time and was just chatting. No, it was, the food really made up for anything else that could, it really like, just overshadowed the fact that, yeah, we totally forgot music until like the end. I was like, oh yeah, there wasn't music playing. <laughs> I made a whole, I see, like I stressed about a whole playlist and it didn't even <laughs> get played. It's so you know, funny you because realize... my wedding was the same way. <laughs> oh really? I made it. Yeah. Cause we, we did our wedding at the church hall, so we couldn't really have like mm-hmm. dance music, but we had like right. instrumental music and I, like we created a whole playlist and like halfway through the reception, I'm like, there's no music playing. Whoops. <laughs> yeah, oh, well. The food was too good at, at the reception that I was at. I kind of like said something to Seth, but no, everyone seemed to be having a great time. Oh, yeah. So it just kind of, we just came home that night and put on some music and danced, you know, mm-hmm. to like, our song and did that, you know, and, but you'll just, you'll realize what's important and what's not. And, you know, if you can, you know, remember, even if it's journaling, even if it's not, mm-hmm. you know, just, how you're feeling in the moment and then being able to reflect on that, it it shows growth. And I think that's what's ultimately important, whether it's in your faith, which is so important, you know, to continue growing in your faith 
or whether it's in just like a personal skill or a coping skill, you know, that you're doing, being able to reflect back, this is a good time to really reflect and everything too and, and test yourself, I guess, too, and what all you can do and, and what all you can give to God and just let him take care of. Yeah, absolutely. I love all that. Um, all right. So my last question for you is, and we ask this to all of our guests, um, but what is one piece of advice you would give to a newly engaged couple? I would say, and I'm not being biased, I would say get engagement photos. Um, definitely, you know, you're going to get to know your photographer, get to know their style, um, and get to know what you want and what you might not want. Mm -hmm. As far as some poses, you can get some, you know, cutesy little poses out of the way that you would do for an engagement that you wouldn't do for a wedding, but mm -hmm. it gets you so much more comfortable in front of the camera. And that was kind of one thing I wasn't exactly ready for the day of, which we did have engagement photos set up, but I got so sick. It just didn't work out. So get engagement photos. And even if, you know, you can't do it with your photographer, have somebody just take photos of you. Mm -hmm. You will never have enough photos to show your kids, I think, one day. And I think engagement photos are just a beautiful way to start family photos. Mm -hmm. um, and then I would also say um, for the girls, you know, take pictures of your ring every chance you get like you pass by a pretty flower take a picture of your ring you get your nails done like get your nails done you know whether they're just like press-ons or whatever like take a picture of your ring you know like the lighting's just right take a picture like just I don't know like I you'll you just the engagement time is so much shorter than what your marriage is going to be mm -hmm. and there's just take so many pictures of your ring of you, you know, of you getting ready in your dress, not even the day of, but just in all the try ons that you do, you know, take video, like these are going to be some of the best memories that you have to look back on. Mm -hmm. And then, um, for guys, I would definitely say, take up an opinion. And if you don't have one, find one. Mm -hmm. And cause not having opinion is not good enough. And, like you said, with that decision overload, like we just need help sometimes and we just need something to be picked and mm. we're tired of making the decision. We just don't know. Just help. <laughs> and so I think that's important, but uh, no, just enjoy the time and enjoy the time you guys have together. It, it, it goes by so fast and then your husband and wife and things will only get better from there, but mm. just enjoy it. Enjoy the engagement period while you can. I love it. Yep. I absolutely agree. And I think sometimes during engagement, we like try to wish it away, which like, it makes sense. Cause like, obviously yes. you're preparing for marriage and like you ultimately really just want to be married. But like, I mean, there is going to be an engagement period, like no matter what, however long your engagement is and just like try to be present and try to enjoy it during yeah. like, yeah, be in the moment. Yeah. Try to be present. Like that's something that's like, something that I feel like a lot of people say is like they just kind of wish their engagement away and like just just looked forward to the wedding day and marriage which is important I don't think that's like bad but like try to just like remember like right now and this is the time that you guys have together and like you said in, in your engagement like period is going to be so short in comparison to the many years of marriage that you're going to yeah. be having so 
yeah, soak up all of the little moments, soak up all of the little like planning moments and just the little dates that you have and just every moment that you can. It's really important. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there'll be a date that it'll be your last date as a engaged couple as a fiance and then you'll be married. And no, I know I definitely wanted to wish away some of the time cause it was just so stressful and it was just mm -hmm. so much to do. I just wished it was here and, and the day came and I could not want it to slow down more. Yep. And so it, it, everybody says that and it's such a cliche almost, but it, it's so true. Mm -hmm. Like, and so finding, yeah, a moment of peace, like we talked about a little earlier in the day, I would recommend like five minutes, mm -hmm. whether it's, you know, you guys are still in the car on the way, like to the reception hall where you guys, and maybe take that time to, you know, say a little Hail Mary too, or say a quick prayer, but take time for yourselves, you know, and uh, just soak it all in. I just, uh, yeah, it'll be great. It's a great time. It's so exciting. Uh, like, and you get to photograph it. So you're always there for all the fun, but it's a beautiful time. And so it's, it's a blessing. It's a blessing from God to be able to do this. And mm -hmm. when you realize just how great that is, it, it makes a lot of other the little things that aren't so important go away, but mm -hmm. it's important to feel not so alone in the wedding process. So Definitely. I hope I was able to help somebody with this. Yeah, no, this is awesome. Thank you so much, Brittany, for like coming on here, chatting with us. I am certain that someone will find this super useful and just like knowing, like we said before, knowing that you're not actually alone, just like that in itself helps so much. And like that you aren't the yeah. only one who is stressed or overwhelmed or just like feeling like it's only you. I think that in itself helps so, so much. So thank you so much yeah. for coming on here and being on the podcast. Um, if someone is listening to the podcast and would like to talk to you a little bit more about this, to relate to you, or just like to share like that they really liked listening to the podcast, whatever it might be, um, where can people find you? Um, I am on Instagram and Facebook. Um, so it's my first name and last name, Brittany Koch, K-O-C-H, and then Brittany is spelled B-R-I-T-N-E-Y. Um, and then on my Instagram, you'll have to put a couple underscores at the end there. So Brittany Coke underscore underscore. But otherwise, you'll find me by that name on Facebook. And definitely, you can reach out to me anytime. And if you have a question or if anything, or if I've helped you, I would love to hear that. Or, you know, if you need a little advice, I'm definitely here for you too. I'm here for anybody. So that's ultimately my goal. So I... I'm so glad I could do this with you, Victoria. Yeah, <laughs> this has me been too. So fun. It's so fun. Uh, to we keep doing this where we meet up and everything. And uh, I, this is fun. This is fun. Yeah. We got to keep doing this. <laughs> yeah, this is awesome. It's always cool to keep in contact with like past couples and stuff like that. And I don't always get to, to so see, it's really fun. <laughs> no, and to see all that you're doing with your business and how it's like taken off and bloomed since like we started talking and you, even since you did my wedding, I'm just in awe and I'm so glad that I can be like helping you out and on this ride kind of with you a little bit and just yeah, you get to be see supporting this you. It's so fun. Yeah, no, it's, I'm so happy for you. It's, it should be very exciting. I'm sure it is. so much.
much, Brittany. I really appreciate it. It's so much fun to chat with you and chat with like a previous bride and everything. Um, we're yeah. gonna. I'm gonna put your show, uh, your Instagram handle in the show notes. Um, but okay. th- thank you all to ha- like whoever listened to this podcast. It's like been such a fun chatting time and everything thank you, thank like that. You. Um, for all of the brides who are listening currently, um, you guys can. Um, contact us via instagram at catholic wedding podcast you can also email us any questions you have um at catholic wedding podcast at gmail.com or you can join us on facebook at the catholic bride and we would love to have you on there thank you guys so so much thank you Brittany again oh it's my pleasure and if you need a wedding photographer um there's this great one that I know her name is Victoria (laughs) mystical rose photography (laughs) check her out I'm not being biased at all (laughs) I genuinely mean it Uh, check her out before she gets all booked up (laughs) thank you Brittany I appreciate that it's it's such a joy for me so I love it so much (laughs) all right All right, guys, take care, and we will see you guys next time. Bye. God bless you guys. Bye.